An army of Jesus Christ, which bears his holy cross, cannot be beaten. Does the Count of Tiberia suggest that it could be? There must be war. God wills it! Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Lions Led by Donkeys podcast. I'm Joe. I'm Nick. We're doing this. And yeah, so today, uh, well, actually, before we get into the episode, I have to point out that we are not drinking Old Crow today. Uh, we broke our rules because a listener sent us a bottle of gin, and neither one of us are gin people, so we're just kind of winging how to drink it. It's uh, it's interesting, it's honestly. Not, it's not bad. Yeah, I'm a fan. Uh, I'm not sure if it's better than the crow, but I'm contractually obligated to say that to a contract I've signed with actually nobody. So... Yeah, uh, if, so if you want to get in the mood for what we're talking about today, go ahead and get a bottle of gin and just start drinking it straight like I almost did. Um, so before we get started, uh, Nick, what do you know about the Crusades? Uh, not a lot. Yeah. I, that I'm, definitely doesn't play into my wheelhouse my, at all. Mine really either. Um, I'm not a medieval or a classical. Can I say Assassin's or, Creed? It's, uh, yeah, that's a scholarly source. Why not? <laughs> Yeah, uh, th- this story is actually about uh, how all the assassins ran about sweet wrist knives. Uh, Those things are sweet. You wish you had one. I don't know. Like, didn't he have to remove like two of his fingers? That's so in the worked. earlier times, and See, it like, later got better where they didn't have to do that. The bladed version of the shocker at all times. Pretty much. Yeah, I don't, I'm not cool with that. I really like having all my fingers, even if I have weird looking thumbs. You do have weird-looking thumbs. I do thumbs. have weird-looking thumbs. I've been told. Uh, <laughs> uh, so today we're actually not exactly talking about a real crusade, though it is folded in with the first crusade. We're talking about something that has actually been on our flow chart of ideas since, I think, episode two, and that is the People's Crusade. Mm. Um, the People's Crusade was a mob of mostly unarmed, starving peasants that was radicalized, led, and encouraged by the screechings of a hungry, homeless priest named Peter. Goddamn priest. Yeah. Uh, well, he was like a priest in like the old timey sense. Like, not really, but he was because he had a lot of pull. Um, uh, but before we get to the, the Crusades and the story of our star, uh, Peter the Hermit, uh, we have to go a little bit about how Peter the Hermit, or also known as Peter the First, or uh, Peter of Amyon. We have to... So there's more Peters. No, this is all the same Peter. Uh, he just has multiple names because like they didn't have surnames Oh, you say yet. Peter the First, so I'm just assuming there's more Peters I, after I this. I guess, maybe, yeah. Um, we have talked a little about how he ended up being important, and it makes about as much sense as the rest of the story, which is none at all. He was the first person named Peter. Yeah, he was the first Peter ever. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, so Peter was a Catholic priest that was born in Amiens, France, sometime around 1050. Ooh. Uh, we're not sure of like a birth date or like an exact place. I'm sure they didn't know either. Probably not. I just kind of winged it. Yeah. Uh, it's not like there's birth certificates or anything yet. Uh, not a ton is known about Peter's family uh, or his early life. Other than that, he was known as a, quote, ugly and swarthy man. Swarthy. Yes, swarthy. Uh, <laughs> who was incredibly devout to his particular brand of Christianity, which was known as aesthetics. Um, so aesthetic Christianity uh, is an interesting sect of religion. So I had to take a few religion classes uh, for my uh, college degree in history. And aestheticism pretty much only like fell on Jainists, which is like a Indian religion. Uh, mm. Okay. 
but uh, aestheticism uh, is is in religion is known as something is a little different than what like we know as aesthetics, which is like totally getting shredded yeah, eating chicken and rice. That's for, what I was thinking. I was like, okay, yeah, for so six small meals he's a going day for the gains. House of Gains. Not quite. The Gains of Jesus. Yes. Um, so uh, in religion, aesthetics means something much different and far dumber. Um, so if I, for some reason, have an aesthetic fan, one, eat a cheeseburger, and two, thank you for listening. Um, it isn't actually a bunch of bros restricting themselves for gains. Uh, it's the restriction of everything. You name it, he didn't want it. Or at least he'd said he didn't want it. Uh, you could t- make no money, harvest nothing, kill nothing, and you sure as hell couldn't fuck. Why is that a thing? Why is this a thing? It is so, and that's that's actually just the um, like the normal mainstream version of aesthetics. Um, you could not. Uh, so the only food you could eat had to be donated via kind of like tithe from lay people, uh, or you could get it through good old fashioned begging. Uh, so there's actually like a lot of aesthetics all around us today. Uh, they're just hungry homeless people, right? Uh, which effectively, that's what these guys were. They couldn't own a house. They couldn't do it. They were just like homeless religious. So they're people. the first of the homeless, kind of, but like not quite because they were con- they were like highly respected and taken care of, unlike homeless what? people today. Like, yeah, they were taken care of. Like they would have died without lay people. Um. And like I said, that was like normal mainstream aestheticism. There's also like extreme aestheticism. Uh, you just die. Kind of like you would. But like, so if lay people weren't giving them like food, they totally would die. Uh, but they were effectively being kept alive through public welfare. Um, but the stuff that they did went from like extreme Batman origin story to Gitmo style torture on a sliding scale, <laughs> all in the name of Jesus. Uh, so. Such as like the practices of chaining yourself to rocks, eating only gra- eating only grass, uh, praying seated on on a pillar in the elements, like some kind of kung fu origin story, uh, solitary confinement inside of a cell, abandoning personal hygiene, and quote adopting the lifestyle of a beast. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, it also included self inflicted pain, such as cutting or self flagellation, and voluntary suffering. Hmm. Uh, so emos. Yeah, it's like if the lead singer of uh, My Chemical Romance got really into God. Uh, But uh, Peter wasn't an extremist. He was like the mainstream aestheticist. Uh, But there was one guy named Saint Simeon who was Peter's boy. Like that was the guy who taught him and who was like his mentor. Uh, who sat upon a pillar for 37 years without leaving in Aleppo, Syria. Uh, he eventually gained so much fame during his stay at the top of that pillar that the emperor consulted with him because like he did all this. So obviously he must be so, so in tuned with God. We have to ask for his advice when in reality, just some hungry homeless yeah, dude, just some dude that's up there. Rock. And I feel like he probably just stuck and he's like, fuck, I can't even get down now. I'm sure at some points, like, I really want to get down, but everybody would mock me. I've been up here for so long. I'm the pillar guy. I feel like I wouldn't care. So, well, <laughs> I'm different. Uh, well, Peter was hardcore. Uh, he was an aesthetic. He was homeless. He was kind of a drifter. Uh, he did not sit on a pillar for three decades. Uh, instead, he only founded a monastery. So, I guess that's like the next yeah, step you know. down. It's like the cover band to the pillar guy's yeah, it is. mainstream band. Let um, me teach you to suffer. And he's like, I don't want to suffer that bad. Like, yeah, like any other holy man of the time, he wanted to go on a pilgrimage to the holy city of Jerusalem, 
which was controlled by the Seljuk Turks at the time. Um, now, this was generally like not a great arrangement because obviously the Christians won the holy city, the Muslims won the holy city, uh, but pilgrimages were kind of okay. Uh, they let people freely pass through for the most part because remember, this is before the Crusades right. started. Um, but when um, Peter showed up, so he says, uh, the Turks wouldn't let him in. Uh, instead, according to a, the fine source of Peter himself, uh, they beat the shit of him, stole everything <laughs> he had. Uh, now, there's a lot of reasons to believe that. Did he have anything? No, that's one of the yeah. reasons why this is probably bullshit. Um, there's a lot of reasons to not believe Peter here, besides the fact that he has a, his whole life will be charted by lying his ass off, um, which we'll get into. Uh, but as a stat- his status as an aesthetic monk, uh, he wouldn't have had shit with him anyway. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, like just the act of wearing robes when you're an aesthetic made you kind of a rich snob. Like a lot of aesthetics just wander around naked. Really? Yeah. Cause clothes was bad. The fuck did, could they have taken Right. Like, I don't know. His, his beard. Um, take his pubes. <laughs> shave that man. Um, uh, also like there is no proof. He was ever there. No eyewitnesses. Met. There's no proof. He had pubes. Uh, no, that he tried to go to Jerusalem. I, oh, okay. I'm going I'm to assume sure he, he was fully maimed. Uh, he had his own clothing. That's right. Nature's clothing. Uh, because most uh, pilgrims didn't travel alone. Most of them went in groups, even monks. Uh, nobody went with Peter, mysteriously enough. So the general consensus is that he never fucking went. Um, what, what is known is the time when he said he got back. Uh, he immediately started um, like going on tours giving incredibly anti-Turk, anti-Muslim uh, sermons all over the place. Uh, he was actually giving speeches before the Pope saying people need to reclaim the Holy Land, uh, which is like the hipster crusades because yeah. like, this wasn't a serious thought at the time. And he had a tour schedule? Uh, That's pretty yeah, sweet. His, he had some pretty uh, strict roadies. And this wasn't a mainstream thought process at the time uh, to storm in and retake the Holy Lands. Um, it would be, obviously, because we're talking about the Crusades eventually, but uh, at the time, not something everybody was thinking about doing. I feel like even coming from him, everybody would be like, this guy's fucking weird. Yeah, he didn't have a ton of followers at the time, uh, but he was listened to f- to a frightening extent. I feel like everybody has a list. Everybody just finds their listener. Or the- I guess we're a good example of that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, he... Uh, he ha- we are making fun of him for being a gross, smelly, naked homeless guy. Um, but it should be noted that Peter did wear clothes on like a lot of aesthetic monks, and he was like their cast, their group was uh, highly respected. So while we're mocking him, like everybody took this guy totally seriously back then. Uh, I imagine so. Yeah. Um, so at the same time, Peter was doing all this. Uh, Pope Urban II called the Council of Clermont. Uh, it was kind of an assembly for church reform in uh, 1095. Uh, the Pope was begged by the Byzantine emperor to come to his aid against the advancing Turkish army. Uh, the Pope gave a sermon that told of horrible stories about the atrocities being committed by uh, against the Christians of the Holy Land by their horrible Muslim overlords, along with the Turkish conquering of Western Anatolia. Um, they were, in short, all lies. None of them had ever happened. Uh, now, obviously, the Muslims did control all these lands, but um, there is a term called jizya in Islam that the <laughs> um, 
Yeah. Um, that the crusaders or the, the Muslim crusaders follow. And that was, if you're a non-believer, that was fine, but you had to pay a tax. Um, you couldn't have churches. Like there wasn't going to be crosses everywhere. You could still worship, pay us your money and uh, carry the fuck on effectively. And that was actually something that would start during the crusades uh, from the Quran all the way into the Ottoman empire until world war one. So it's, it has some historical relevance here. Um, but they definitely weren't slaughtering people quite yet. That would definitely happen during the Crusades. Okay, so not just For yet. sure. Yeah, there was awful shit happening on both sides of the Crusades. Uh, but that wasn't yet. We're not quite there. Um, there's little historical evidence to uh, prove that any of the crimes that Urban talked about actually happened. Also, uh, it's not like the Muslims just took over the Holy Land. It had been 400 years um, this is not anything not nothing new. No. Uh, and in between the time it was taken and now during the Council of Claremont, the church never really gave a fuck. There's a lot of lies being thrown around. You know, when you're talking about such a staunch organization such as the Catholic Church. You God, do I know. <laughs> you wouldn't expect to hear so many lies, would you? Um, what this really was, was a very... Very solid political move by Pope Urban um, to consolidate not only his rule over church, over the church, but Western Europe. Uh, the Byzantines didn't even ask him for some crusading Christian army to reclaim the Holy Lands. They just want some help fighting the fucking Turks to retake Western Anatolia. They never said shit about Jerusalem. <laughs> <laughs> this is getting good. But Urban needed a way to unite Europe around him. Uh, there's actually another guy at the time named Clement III, who also claimed to be the Pope. He was what is known as a anti-Pope. Uh, anti-Pope. Yeah. It's actually something that happens a lot throughout uh, the medieval history of the church. Uh, there's a ton of... I think there might actually be an anti-Pope today. Um, there's... Is this just everything the uh, like opposite no, of what the Pope no, does? No, he's not like the bizarro Pope. <laughs> uh, I don't know. An anti-Pope is someone that is considered kind of like a usurper. Uh, someone, so in this case, uh, there's a reason why Urban is giving this speech in France. And Real quick. What? Usurper? Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> like someone like trying to take the throne. Okay, cool. Um, thanks. Uh, so there's a reason why, uh, Urban is giving the speech in France and not like the Vatican. Cause that's where Clement the third is. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, and also, uh, at the time, all the multiple kingdoms of Western Europe were all fighting wars, regardless of what the Catholic Church said. Uh, and this actually included uh, the Catholic Church itself just being involved in a war in Sicily. Um, so this was a way for Urban to unite Western Europe, all these fractured kingdoms around him, give Clement the finger, and claim himself to be the true Pope. Um, like, he didn't care so much about the Catholic Church as much as he cared about his Catholic Church. Nice. Okay. Um, Hopefully, it's not a bad Catholic Church. They're all bad Catholic churches, it turns out. <laughs> Come here, my son, Nicholas. Now, open mouth, kiss me. <laughs> God. That's Sorry. too far. Uh, uh, that's how my church was. <laughs> God. Uh, so, Urban could unite all of these uh, these varying... Christian kingdoms against a common enemy that was not a Christian this time, and that is the Seljuk Turks. Um, then he would be able to be the real king shit pope. Maybe he'd even be allowed 
back into Rome because he isn't even allowed in Italy at this point. Do they just have posters up everywhere? I imagine they look for the guy at the second biggest hat. I don't know. Um, and that was how the first crusade began. And uh, so I don't know how many memes you deal with on a daily basis, but do you ever see the Dias? Oh, you know. Do you ever see the Dias Volt uh, memes where it's like, uh, it'll be like a, a crusader saying Dias Volt about something or like they end up a lot around Dark Souls memes. I think I've seen them. Well, this is where it actually started. Uh, it might be history's first meme uh, <laughs> because someone in the crowd, when uh, Urban stood up and said they need to retake the, the Holy Land, someone said, God wills it, which is Deus Fulton Latin. I hope somebody was in the back. That's dank. Yeah. That's sweet, dude. Someone in the back, someone in the back is like, both a Deus Fulton. <laughs> um, and now there is conflicting reports whether or not Peter was actually at this event because he really liked to tell people he was. Um, but he's not someone that really would have been invited. I wouldn't invite him anywhere. <laughs> he wasn't some high-ranking member of the church at all. So I, I don't like know he why he would have been there. Really, anybody? He wasn't quite yet. Yeah, at this point. Okay. But once the Pope was in on the Crusading game, Peter took uh, Peter took his show on the road, traveling around all of France and demanding people take up arms to free the Holy Lands. Uh, by doing this, Peter actually became a major speaker and recruiter for the Pope. Uh, his speeches spread quickly, and and soon they were pretty much everywhere. Um, now, they traveled by spoken word, um, by writing, uh, more rare in writing, but um, people were effectively spreading his message for him eventually. Um, so much so that there was actually a... V- uh, several very well-known kings who went broke funding their armies, uh, getting ready for the crusade. Uh, people like Godfrey and Baldwin, who were actually the first and second crusader kings of Jerusalem once it was retaken. Um, now, there isn't a lot to say that um, Peter actually had a hand in mobilizing these guys. There's a very good chance they would have gone at the Pope's order anyway. Yeah. Um, now, they were obviously very, very, very religious uh, there's no getting around that because a lot of people nowadays will say, well, they, they're all pragmatic rulers. They don't, they weren't just going to drop everything and, you know, go fight for the Pope. But there's a really good chance that that was part of it. Um, because even though they knew that there's a lot of plunder and shit to have when you start marching east and burning down Muslim cities and shit right. and stealing everything, like they wouldn't have gone broke for that. They literally bankrupted themselves. <laughs> did, did that play any effect on the whole? crusade part uh i think it made things more desperate like they definitely had to succeed or they were fucked um also it had a lot of secondary effects should we say that we will talk about um now uh peter's speeches and the pope's demands lit a fire under christian europe and peter was more happy to goad them on as peter began to tour around giving speeches people began to follow him personally and wanting to join him on the road to Jerusalem because his plan the whole time was to go with the crusading army. Uh, Which begs the question, why the hell did they want to follow Peter when they could have just as easily joined with one of the kings putting an army together? Um, Now, not everybody who fought in the crusades was a knight. Every army full of knights needs a ton of people who aren't knights to flush out their numbers. Yeah, effectively. Um, Well, they were impatient. Uh, the Pope didn't actually plan his army to begin marching uh, towards the Holy City until August of 1096, uh, with kings and lords having to get their affairs in order before they could march across the goddamn world. 
Um, not to mention at the time, uh, there was required for like yield logistics of getting all the food and supplies they would need for this long march. Of course. Um, but instead of being, you know, someone with a functioning brain, Peter was telling everybody that they could not wait. They absolutely had to free the Holy Land now. They had to do it because the liberation of the Holy Land couldn't fucking wait until August. Who's listening to this guy? A lot of people. <laughs> Jeez. Um, not a lot of people you would expect to be marching to war, though. Um, it also may have not hurt uh, that Peter was telling everybody that would listen that he was appointed by Christ himself to lead them into war. Uh, and they would not have anything to fear because heaven would protect them from all harm that could come their way. Horse shit. There's, now, there's a little bit, there's a few realistic reasons to think people believe in this. Uh, besides the fact that there were, I mean, if there was an atheist around back then, they weren't talking. Oh, yeah. Also, um, one of the reasons that people decide to follow him is that life as a poor person in medieval Europe was fucking terrible. Uh, your life was generally horrible and meaningless and you would spend your days scratching out an existence of being taxed by some asshole lord. To make matters worse, Europe was being hit by a pretty brutal drought at the time, making their lives even worse. Um, like all of those stereotypical showings of peasants in medieval Europe. It was like that, just way worse, covered in poop and they probably had the plague. Um, they also, just because like, I guess the the subtitle to our podcast is then then things got worse and then things got worse. There's an outbreak of something called ergotism, which is something I had never fucking ergotism. heard of. Ergotism? Yes. This is something I had never fucking heard of until I f- was researching this episode. Uh, it is also known as ergot poisoning. Uh, this is caused by a fungus that infests rye crops, which can then be transmitted to humans. Once someone is infected with ergotism, it can cause painful seizures, spasms, uncontrollable diarrhea, itching, mania, psychosis, and vomiting. And then before all, and that's before all your limbs rot off from gangrene. Oh. The death was so terrible, prolonged, and painful, people thought it was a curse from God himself, and they called it the holy fire. Could do without that. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, and rye was a pretty large staple in everybody's diet. I don't drink rye whiskey anymore, so I'm... Well, this isn't really something that exists anymore. Um, they found ways to, like, cure, if that's the right word for it. Uh, not to cure ergotism, but to cure the rye of the fungus. Right. Um, but they hadn't quite figured that out yet, so they all just got gangrene. Their dicks fell off. Um, they kind of just like, maybe it'll pass over. It'll pass over. Yeah. Uh, have you tried praying? Uh, well, my hands fell off, so... <laughs> um, so, yeah, maybe if staying at home and either starving to death or having your dick rot off from grain poisoning was somehow worse than joining forces with the hungry, hungry hobo. You know, like, what choice do they have? And, I mean, that's another good reason. I mean, they were saying that the Holy Land was the land of milk and honey. You know, it's the land of Jesus Christ, and that's the land that God chose. I mean, it's a fucking desert. Right. But they don't know that. Exactly. <laughs> um, there's also the church is giving out something known as an indulgence. You grew up as a Catholic. Do you know what an indulgence is? Sounds really familiar. So an indulgence is, and I didn't know what it was either because I grew up as a unholy Armenian Orthodox church member. Um, I grew up as a bad Catholic. Yeah. I think everybody grows up as a bad Catholic. Uh, an, indul- an indulgence is something that you can do in service of the church to reduce or eliminate punishment of sin. Uh, 
in Pope Urban's edict to retake the Holy Land, he offered anybody who marched, anybody who marched, uh, to war under the cross a plenary indulgence, which is a for- forgiving of all sins, regardless of what it is. Scott free. Scott, all you had to do is drop what you're fucking doing and start marching towards the desert. Sweet. Doesn't matter what it was. And this was something like, that sounds kind of ridiculous to us because it's the year 2019 right. now. It's our first podcast in the year. What's up? Um, but like back then, people were like, oh, like you just gave the most religious population probably ever a get out of jail free card. Pretty much. If they just all marched east. And imagine all the horrible criminals and murderers and everybody else are like, well, fuck, I guess I'm going to Jerusalem now. Fuck it. Now, a lot of these people with horrible um, reputations, you could say, were turned away from these knights' armies. Like, nobody's going to let the local gross bandit in that everybody knows. Peter had no scruples such as that. So he's like, yeah, sure, join me. So he has an actual following. Oh, yeah. Uh, somewhere north of 100,000 people. Holy shit. <laughs> um his Patreon must be really good. God. I don't know. These guys are all broke and starving. Fuck, you're right. Do they take rye from Patreon? <laughs> I wonder. Mm, so would they all have to beg with him? Yeah. So, uh, that, so I wonder how long a line that would be. That, I gave it to the last guy. That becomes a, uh, I guess you could say a sticking point later on. We will get to. Okay. Uh, it's all bad. Um, now, this is uh, this formation of Peter's army. You could call it an army. He called it an army. The church called it an army. Was not officially ordained a crusading army. The church actually called the pauper's army. Uh, And for people who don't know, pauper is like an old-timey speak for people so poor they are totally dependent on the church for food. So, like, there is no secret that um, this is just a line of hungry, unarmed people for the most part. It's a lot of food. And these aren't, I mean, there is some knights like in this formation, very, very few, like to the point that nobody really knows, but they put it maybe like a couple dozen uh, to the point that like the Baker's dozen, like we know most of their names. That's how few of them there were. Um, Most of them are men, women, and children. And like everybody's poor and hungry. So they're not going to leave their family back at home. Bring them with you. It's more just like a giant mob of re- hungry refugees. Yeah, it's like an angry mob of hungry refugees at this point. But they're leaving their own place to go take over somebody else's. So they're just a mob of assholes. Yeah. If we beg over there, there's new stuff. Let's do it. Yeah, I mean, this is like the one group of people you don't want marching off in your name to fight a war is now marching off in your name to fight a war. <laughs> Nobody should march off in my name. Yeah, yeah. And that now remind remember they're almost six months ahead of the actual army now because they're not preparing anything. They're just like we're walking tomorrow. You coming? So they're already headed out. Yes, ahead. About they it's about half of a year ahead of the actual crusading force. What is their whole plan? Their whole plan is just march to Jerusalem. They, their plan out. They all right. So most of these people didn't know how far away Jerusalem was. Oh, they're in for a shock. Yeah, yeah, that sucks. And, Especially uh, with the shitty sandals. Yeah, I mean, like they had nobody had any idea how far out they were marching. Nobody brought. There's like they didn't have any food to bring with them for supply because they didn't have any food at home, and nobody with them has like money because anybody with money is joining the actual Crusading Army. Yeah, so they're they're all fucked up. Yeah. 
Um, so since Peter really had no idea what he was doing, um, but he did kind of, he knew he could travel better in a smaller group. So his army kind of fractured, uh, half would go with him and half would go with a Frenchman named Walter Sanavoir. Uh, Walter Sanavoir, whose name translates to literally Walter without property. Uh, also Walter the penniless. Dude, he's perfect for the cause. Yeah, he he really, really is. Um, uh, now, we're not really sure where Walter came from. Like, he's not a knight or anything like that. He's just a fall of Peter. Uh, but Walter Sanavoir would take about half of Peter's army. Did he pick the name? I don't know. Probably not. Um, I feel like I would have done better if I would have picked a name. Yeah, I'm like Peter with the sweet horse, or Walter with the sweet horse, or like... <laughs> Walter, Walter sexy pants. Walter who might own shoes. I don't, oh. I don't know. Um Walter so Walter and his half of the army began a long march to Constantinople and things went all right for the most part. Um until they showed up in Belgrade in modern day Serbia. Uh which acted as something of a doorstep for the Byzantine Empire. Uh when Walter and his army showed up on their doorstep, uh the Byzantines were pretty goddamn confused. Uh, one, because the Pope had promised them an army of soldiers, right? not a gaggle of farmers in their family. Also, they were about six months early. Where are your weapons? Yeah. Oh, our nails are pretty long. <laughs> we could scratch you in the eyes. Yeah. Um, Rawr. The, lo- <laughs> the local governor also didn't really buy Walter's story that he was, in fact, totally part of the crusade, bro. Let me in. Uh, and so they just like didn't let him into the city. What? <laughs> so they watched for no reason. So uh, the governor of Belgrade told them to, to chill out and wait. And they were going to send word back to uh, the Pope and ask like, if these are legitimately his people. And then if the Pope answers correctly, they'll let Walter and his boys I in. I feel like that word would take four fucking ever. Yeah. It's like the with one horsepower all the way there. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, now this is an army of people who couldn't be asked to wait for the Pope to march in six months. Honestly, I wonder if they're like, oh, they're doing it by horse. That's really fast. Like how we look at internet. Like, oh, oh it's uh, by man? Oh. I wish we had a horse. Yeah. Fuck. Um, so the army who didn't have the patience to sit back and wait for the Pope definitely did not have the patience to wait for the governor of Belgrade to get word back from France. Uh, instead, they began pillaging the countryside. Uh, with what? Not sheer fucking numbers. <laughs> just a human wave descending into a village to steal all your food. Do you have food? <laughs> Do you have food? Like, that's all I can do. Change. <laughs> yeah. Change. Like the South Park episode with all the homeless people. Uh, now, so it should be noted. This was probably not anything done out of malice or something like the governor kicked us out. Well, fuck him. That's probably not what happened. Uh, remember, these are broke, hungry peasants who all just walked from to fucking Serbia from France. They were hungry. <laughs> they were dying. They didn't have. They didn't bring any food with them in the first place because remember they were desperately poor. And even if they did, so here's the kicker: there's a reason why the Pope wanted to wait six months, and that's because it was spring in Europe. Crops are generally harvested in the fall, uh, which, you know, you can't have any supply if you have no crops. You have to wait until fall to have the crops for your supply. 
Uh, so a lot of these farmers abandoned what little farming they had before anything grew. Uh, so badly in need of food, they stripped the local farms barren, robbed people's storehouses, and even began fighting the local Byzantine army when they showed up to try to keep the peace. Well, Remember, that's the army they were technically sent to help. Yeah. I feel like the farmers should have known better. Oh, no, they weren't supposed to bring food with them anyway. They didn't need it. Yeah. Okay. Well. Remember? Yeah. Land of milk and honey, man. Pretty much. Jesus is going to smile on you. Uh, so part of the army broke off, doubled back into Hungary, and began pillaging the shit out of it as well. What the <laughs> fuck? Uh, this was stopped when locals and the army beat the shit out of them and sent them running. Um, All they had were probably sticks. They'd be fine. You know, I think they probably looted a couple weapons, but they definitely weren't well armed. Um, Walter and his hungry bastards were eventually wrangled together under sword point by the Byzantines and marched under escort to Constantinople where they would wait for Peter, which is actually kind of impressive. Like these guys just fucking ran rabid through your countryside and you're just like, all right, cut out you guys. Yeah. Using the, like, their dead children. As I weapons. Would as, yeah. I would assume in the medieval times, these dudes just get the fucking heads hacked off and right? they just, yeah, but no, they're just like, cut it out guys. Go to Constantinople. Yeah. Hey guys, chill for a second. Yeah. Uh, but before we get to Peter's journey, we have to talk about a third splinter group. And that is a group that... Splinter group? Yep. Uh, That's a... S- maybe you can call it a sleeper cell. I don't know. Uh, I so, like it. Yeah. So... Sam Fisher. This is a a wing of the People's Crusade, you can call it, that formed kind of independently of Peter, uh, based on his sermons and someone who really liked his message. And that was a guy named... Count Emiko of Leningrin in Germany next door. Uh, now, Peter never marched over to meet the Count. Count did this all on his own. Okay. But he was following Peter's example. He put an army together um, to march to Jerusalem six months before everybody else. That's a leader Peter probably wants, takes action, you know. I'll let you revise that statement okay. a little bit. <laughs> all right. I already. Uh, I should know what we do around he here. And his army believed that Peter was right and he was being commanded by God to go on march immediately. And March, the count did. Remember how I said earlier a lot of people went broke financing these armies? Yeah. Well, a lot of people went broke, had no money in the first place, so they went to debt. Uh, as Western Catholicism banned the practice of ursary, uh, which is actually the practice of money lending that can enrich the lender. So, like the concept of interest, stuff like that illegal in Catholicism at the time. There was one group of people that did not believe in nursery, though. Jews. That's right. We're talking about uh, Jews and Germany and money. You can see where this is going yeah. now. Are you sure we should go down this route? <laughs> um, so, a lot of these crusading knights went to the local Jewish community to take loans, uh, which meant they were now all in debt to the local Jewish community. <laughs> histories of motherfuckers yeah. to the Jews. Um, you know, I think I talked about this with you or possibly somebody else before, but history is a flat circle when it comes back to blaming the Jews for everything. Yeah. And I can never figure out why. I don't know. No, no matter, like, it's, we're talking about the year 1096 and you might as well be reading like our fucked up uncle's Facebook messages today, right now, when they're talking about Jews with debts and banks and shit. Time's a flat circle. Totally off topic, but I have an uncle who's kind of like that, but he blames it like the Jews taking over WWE. <laughs> it's f- fucking hilarious. Vince McMahon. 
notable Jew. Uh, so <laughs> there, there happened to be a large population of these Jewish moneylenders in the Rhineland region of Germany, uh, where the count was from and who he definitely owned a ton of money to. Like I said before, we can all see where this is going. So is this the part where I take it back? Yeah, because I'm about to talk uh, about something that was now known as the Rhineland Massacres. I'll take it back Yeah, before you go further. So the Count led his mob from town to town, butchering the local Jewish population and stealing everything in sight. Fuck. Uh, this meant the Count uh, was sacking his own cities, slaughtering his own subjects, and stealing what is effectively his own money. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Nobody is entirely sure how many people they killed. Somewhere in the tens of thousands. He's just eating his own tail. Uh, but it was enough to horrify even the anti-Semitic Catholic Church. Uh, this guy's a fucking asshole. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Uh, this was made worse when several local Catholic bishops saw what was going on and was they were totally not cool with it because they may have not liked Jews, but they're like, we didn't say kill the Jews. I hope he was kind of like, wild card. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. I don't know. I think at this point, like at any point, I'm going to assume he had a funny mustache. I feel like most count. People, yeah. Yeah. For sure. German killing Jews. He had a small mustache for sure. Um, so his army and the mob and whatever would show up to towns and most towns there, even the heavily Jewish populated towns had a Catholic presence in it. Um, the bishops in these uh, churches would come out and tell Amico to stop. He'd fucking kill him. <laughs> I'm not Jewish. <laughs> Like, dude, I'm on your side. <laughs> yeah. Like, so these guys joined a Catholic crusade and ended up just killing a whole bunch of their own people and Catholics. Uh, Dude's eating his own tail, yeah. <laughs> so, and there's uh, one situation in the uh, town of Metz, Men's, I think it is Men's. Men's? Yeah, uh, with it's Men with a Z. Uh, the local Jewish population decided, well, if he wants gold, fuck it. We'll pull all of our money together and bribe this motherfucker to leave us alone. Uh, so they pulled all their money, which is a considerable amount of money, and ten dollars. Yeah. A solid 15, 1525. Sweet. Uh, and took it out to uh, Amico and his army to bribe them to get him to go away. Uh, so Amico took the bribe and then killed all the Jews anyway. Uh, um, a local bishop heard what was happening. Uh, and just so they had, uh, like, he had his own bodyguard. It was a sizable bodyguard of actual knights. Um, Told all of his uh, bodyguard to get their shit together. We're going in to fight these guys. Um, all the local townspeople joined the bishop and followed him into battle to fight Namiko's men. And they actually did turn them away uh, at first. They won the battle, but unfortunately, they lost the war because Namiko's oh. men returned, sacked the city, and killed thousands of people. Fuck. Um, eventually, they ran out of Jews to murder and began to march towards Hungary. Uh, I guess probably getting back on the on the road to Jer- Jerusalem. They're like, oh, lost sight of what we we're actually doing. Saw something shiny. Yeah. Uh, but what they got there, uh, the Hungarian king flat out refused to let him in. Everybody knew what the hell they'd been doing, and there was absolutely no way he was letting Amico's murderous army into his country. Word so, spreads fast. So that was when Amico ordered an attack on the Christian Hungarian city of Mosin. So his new targets are Christians. It, yeah, his, his targets have been everybody but Muslims. Yeah. Uh, it turns out, however, that fighting an actual army that could defend itself was a lot harder than slaughtering unarmed men, women, and children because Amico's army was totally destroyed. Um, not Amico, however, though. He uh, managed to survive and went home where everybody shit-talked him behind his back for abandoning his vow to capture Jerusalem. And he died a free man. 
he never really had any punishment for what he did. The end. Because uh, remember, those were uh, those were his people that he that he killed. Which brings us back to Peter. Uh, they, the dude was an asshole. Yeah, Miko's a real motherfucker. <laughs> Let's go back to Peter. Uh, so they too had found their way down to Hungary now, uh, who is now probably really fucking sick of dealing with these assholes. Oh, yeah. Uh, after the last guy showed up and put his city under siege, the king wanted absolutely nothing to do with Peter and his band of starving, penniless assholes and told him to fuck off. Um Eventually, the king had a heart and relented, seeing how Peter wasn't slaughtering anybody, he wasn't pillaging anybody, and by all accounts, Peter was an all right guy. Um, and besides, his army was nothing but a whole bunch of unarmed peasants. Once inside, Peter's mob started to ride over a pair of shoes. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> started right over a pair of shoes. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, that was funny. You took a, a laugh break, <laughs> a sip. And then continue to laugh. That was awesome. Uh, so the riot quickly grew out of control and turned to a full-scale battle. Oh, over shoes? Over a pair of shoes. Over a pair? One pair. For, from historical accounts, there's one pair of shoes. The best-looking shoes. Yeah, they were probably uh, Adidas. Go with the Adidas tracksuits. So they could gopnik it up. <laughs> uh, we're so, squatting right now. Uh, the uh, So Peter's army managed to... Uh, Get, get together and launch a full-scale battle where they took the entire city. <laughs> Stealing everything that wasn't bolted down and killing somewhere around 4,000 Hungarians. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, uh, I feel like there's no plan that goes into anything that these guys do. They just go, attack, and then, wah. Yeah, can we have food? No. No, you say. Okay. And then people scratch, just start scratch, dying. Scratch. It's getting punched to death by yeah. gross old hands. Ugh. Um. He then hauled ass at the Byzantine border before any real Hungarian army could show up to stomp them into the ground. Now, uh, Peter was the one uh, arriving at Belgrade, uh, the same city who had just had to deal with the last group of poor, starving, self-proclaimed crusaders. And they had to be over these dudes. Like, oh, God, that's another group of them. I think I'd move. Uh, that's So that's when the governor called in his local garrison to keep them in line as they escorted the crusading dickbags to Constantinople. Uh, the Crusaders got pissed uh, that the army was moving so slow because remember, the liberation of Jerusalem couldn't wait. And they attacked the Byzantine army. These guys are assholes. <laughs> God. Not only did they attack them, they routed them. Uh, which leads me to believe like this is why the Byzantine army is losing all their land to the Turks. They're not good soldiers. <laughs> no, they're losing to a bunch of poor, hungry people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they then did the exact same thing Walter's people did and pillaged through the countryside. What the fuck? When they got to Belgrade, they pillaged it, looted it, and set it on fire. Yeah. Peter. And they're still not taking any. Are they taking stuff? Money? Food? Oh, yeah. They're taking everything now. They, they like, behave themselves until they got there. Uh, the surrounded governors hunkered down behind their city walls and called in as many troops as they could. Uh, the governor of Nice met with Peter and begged him to chill the fuck out and his army would escort them to meet Walters in Constantinople. Peter agreed. Uh, now, it was, he agreed under the condition that the governor would feed his 40,000-person man uh, army that he had with him. Uh, that, however, would not leave enough food for the actual population of the city the governor was in charge of. So the Peter told himself, uh, so the governor told Peter to walk to Constantinople immediately. Just get the fuck out of my town. Did that work? Peter agreed. Figured his people had like 
a lust for blood for uh, no reason. Well, it was around this time that Peter figured out he was no longer in control of anything. Because while Peter agreed, the mob did not. They began to pillage and rob the Jesus. countryside again <laughs> before doubling back and burning down Nice itself. These guys are assholes. Uh, once, so originally, the governor understood these people to be unarmed, uh, needy people for the most part, but also fellow Christians. So he ordered his army to take it easy on the mob. Uh, you know, take hostages, don't kill them unless you absolutely have to. Uh, assuming the mob would see that, you know, this is kind of pointless. We're fighting our fellow Christians or, you know, wait, these guys aren't the people we're here to fight, whatever it is. Uh, but instead, the mob attacked the city again and again, leaving the gov- governor no other choice but to order his army to attack them without mercy. Peter's mob was smashed and sent running immediately. Uh, Peter ran for his life and hid in the hills. Uh, by the time the rest of his people found him, a quarter of them were dead. Uh, they had also lost all the money and food that had been stolen during their rampant pillaging. Was one guy carrying it? Yeah, it was just like one dude in a cart. Yeah. Fuck, we lost the cart. <laughs> uh, defeated, broken, hungry, they finally walked to Constantinople to meet with Walter. Totally defeated. Uh, you they, guys are still hungry. Well, they lost all their damn food. And they're walking probably 20 goddamn miles a day. Yeah. Uh, they were even granted an audience with the emperor of the Byzantine Empire. Uh, despite the fact they had just led a murderous rampage across his land, he did not order them to be executed on the spot like one would assume. Uh, instead, he begged them to stay there until a real crusader army showed up, which was now only a few months behind. Walter and Peter refused, and the emperor shrugged and gave up. He then offered them a fleet of boats they could take their gross mob across the Bosphorus Strait into the heart of the Muslim Empire. Just yes. get the fuck out of my city. <laughs> Uh, the emperor did this absolutely knowing they were all going to die. Uh, the loss of the boats was probably a small place to pay to get rid of all these people. I'm sure he was like, worth it. Now, the Turks, not expecting an invasion from the sea, didn't exactly have a standing army uh, waiting to stop them upon landing. Holy fuck, they did well. Depends on your definition. Uh, so Peter and Walter's force pillaged at will, going from town to town and killing and stealing everything they saw. Now, across the Bosphorus Straits from Constantinople is Western Anatolia. If you remember what I said earlier, Western Anatolia is the place where the Byzantines wanted to get back. Meaning it was full of Christians, not Mm. Muslims. (laughs) So they managed to invade the Seljuk Turks and only kill their fellow Christians. Again. Again. Uh, Now the mob finally got to the town of Nicomedia and began kind of Falling out with each other. What town? Nicomedia. Yeah. Uh, the French portion of the mob, who was the majority, uh, elected to stay with Peter because Peter was their boy. Peter is from France too. Uh, while the Germans and the Italians decided to follow the leadership of one of the few actual soldiers in the group, a German knight named Reinold. Reinold? Yeah. That's it? Yep. No last Sweet. name that we're no, aware that's of. that's nice. Yeah. Uh, while the two sides had different leaders, they both kind of stayed together. Um, it was kind of like a little brother, big brother scenario where they kind of hated each other, but they weren't going to move out. Well, I feel like Reinald probably stolen a few of Peter's girls. Honestly, he seems like a suave dude. Now, I remember Peter's an aesthetic. He doesn't fuck. Reinald fucks. Exactly. Reinald definitely fucks. That's why. <laughs> um, so they moved together kind of like a short distance away, but they kind of pillaged in, in tandem. Uh, they finally pillaged their way down the coast. They got to the city of Sivat, 
by the by this point, the mob's advance had been so rapid that it shocked Peter, and he finally began telling people that they should probably wait until the real army shows up. Um, he knew it was only a matter of time before they ran to a real army, and they'd be fucked. Yeah. But everybody ignored him. Uh, the two sides began trying to outdo one another. Uh, with competitive, r- nice. Cool. Yeah, like competitive pillaging. Um, one side's group would would go out, uh, pillage someone, raid someone, whatever, and then return to the camp uh, in Civet and just like brag how brave they talk were. Talk of their woes. Yeah, like they would um, talk about how, yeah, we killed this many people. Look how much food and, and loot we stole, forcing the other group to go out and try to outdo them. Peter seeing that nobody was listening to him and this all devolved into some weird dick measuring competition said fuck it and bailed on his own crusade. I feel like he slowly faded into his own crowd. It's like the meme of Homer Simpson backing up into the bush. (laughs) He's like, well then. Uh, So he left his own people behind and just walked back to Constantinople on his own. Uh, Now the French side he left behind decided they had a brilliant plan to finally outdo the German side once and for all. They would attack the local Turkish capital. Uh, They failed. Uh, Now that's largely still um, a bunch of fucking randos with looted swords at this point using stale baguettes yeah i mean they they weren't going to besiege an actual city no uh, so they decided to rampage through the countryside around it uh they did the normal looting and uh, now this escalated into an outright genocide they just killed everybody who looked kind of brown <laughs> and a- they began throwing muslim kids into fires that they had built holy shit yeah i feel like uh along with all their mobbing and shit they're getting a tan well, I mean, you have to think. So I feel like they're getting confused going like, Muslim? E- even like the, the Christians who lived in Western Anatolia, they're at least like olive colored. Like they're not white. Yeah. Not like white like the fucking French are or the Italians. <laughs> just as yourself. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people think Armenians are Middle Eastern, which just goes to show how better education system is, but they're still very wrong. Um. You're very you're you have some fair skin. Yeah, I'm white as the driven snow. Uh, I, I when I was deployed, I got pretty damn brown, but so did everybody else. Yeah. Um. So the German side, seeing um what their French counterparts had done, instead of being like deep, deeply like introspective on how awful they've all become, now they're literally throwing babies onto fires. Right. Um. They decide to take over a local castle. To show the French, like, look what we can do. And they did, actually. They, they totally did. Um, they took a castle? Yeah, they totally took a castle. It was a small castle. Um, they probably didn't even stay in it. Well, the, the the Turkish garrison inside was really small and, like, not expecting it. So they got taken out pretty quickly. Overran, mostly. Uh, so, you know, the, the Germans are now on top. The Turks had finally gotten their shit together, however. And they dispatched an army to chase these bastards out of western Anatolia and uh, quickly closed in on the Germans in the castle, because remember, they're in a castle. They're pretty easy to surround. Uh, the Turks knew something about the castle that the Germans had just taken over that the Germans did not know. And that was the castle had glory no, holes. Had glory holes. No, that, that was the castle did not have any fucking water in it. Oh, oh. yeah. Um, and there was a well that was outside castle walls that <laughs> obviously they were going to get to now because yeah. they're surrounded. Um so they simply surround the castle, sat back, and waited for them to all die of thirst. Fuck. So after a couple of days of literally drinking their own piss and donkey blood. Oh, uh, Bear Grylls would have done fucking <laughs> great. The Germans surrendered. Uh, as was custom during the time of the Crusades, the Turks demanded 
that the people convert or die. Now, most of the surrendering Germans refused to betray their faith and were executed. The one person who didn't, however, Reinhold. Yes! <laughs> there is a happy ending. Reinhold did not only uh, quickly get down on his hands needs and beg them to con- let him convert. He then promised them he'd even join the Turks in their war against the Byzantines. <laughs> Shocking even the local Ottoman general. who was like, wait, what? <laughs> Did you hear what this guy said? I meant Turkish, not Ottoman. We're not quite there yet. Sorry. But yeah, the local Turk general is like, you want to do what now? I, w- I really would have hoped the uh, officer's like, he's trying to fucking double agent us and just kill him anyway, but they didn't. <laughs> so soon a message was passed back to the French crusaders saying that Germans had captured not just that castle, but the whole provincial capital. And if they didn't hurry, they'd miss all that sweet, sweet looting that was going on. That letter was penned by Reinhold, because Reinhold's a bastard. (laughs) Uh, This Reinhold guy (laughs) knows how to play it. Uh, It did not take long for all 20,000 of the Crusaders to take off running in in that direction of the city that was totally not under German control. Yeah. Uh, Instead, they ran right into a Turkish ambush. The Crusaders routed at the first sign of battle and were slaughtered almost to a man. Of the 40,000 people dropped off in Western Anatolia by boats. You're going to say a low number. Yeah, just guess. How many make it back? Ooh. Can you give me a hot and cold? Like if I'm close? I'll give you two guesses. Okay. Uh, I'll go, mm, you said 40,000? 40,000, four zero. All right, so I'll go 10,000. Cold. Mm, 5,000. A little warmer. Holy shit. <laughs> 3,000 made it back. Oh, my God. Uh, they'd eventually be rescued by the Byzantine army. Uh, so with that, the People's Crusade died, having killed tens of thousands of Christians, Jews, and finally themselves, while nearly totally destroying the Byzantine economy. And uh, they rescued them? Yep. Why? I don't know. They're just stupid, too. <laughs> Peter himself would join the real crusade when it came through, and his reputation as the righteous voice of God was not harmed in the slightest. Uh, he was with the armies as they retook the holy cities and was the man who pro- proclaimed a random spear that they found as the spear who stabbed Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I can, which is, I which is still see. Catholic canon to this day. Probably. Within a few years, he was back in Europe, found another monastery in Flanders before finally dying in 1115. Uh, Now, for decades after his death, people gave Peter credit for being the true originator of the First Crusade, saying it was him that returned from the Holy Land and told the Pope that he must assemble an army to drive the Turks out. It was a story that Peter himself has been telling people for decades while he was alive. Uh, So, Peter the Hermit Lived as he died. A bullshit artist. Especially with that whole spear thing. Yeah. I can honestly imagine that. Him probably licking the tip of it. Like. Tastes like Christ. That's Jesus. Mm. That's Jesus. Jesus if I know it. Yeah. This tastes like the son of God right here. And that is the People's Crusade. Now I know something. <laughs> I never really knew about the People's Crusade to be honest. It's it's a weird little footnote that. I, you know he doesn't get enough credit. Uh, as being like one of the worst generals of all time because he's not technically a general. He wasn't really leading an army. I feel like he said, let's do this. And everybody's like, fuck it, let's go. 
It's almost like uh, when a dog runs out and catches a truck. Or like chases it, like runs out and chases a truck, oh, but then okay. he like actually catches it and doesn't know what to do. Yeah. Like Peter didn't actually think people were gonna follow him to Jerusalem. Yeah. But he's like, Well, I got forty thousand fucking people behind me now and Walter's already there, so I guess I gotta go. Fuck it, dude. Yeah. You I know, guess I, that's what we're starting. Uh we're gonna start uh sacking cities. I don't know if I want to do that. It seems like a lot of work and it never ends well. It ended well for him. Well, it actually did end pretty okay for so, Peter. And Ryan, our boy? I don't know. He's a real bitch. Reinhold's like... So Reinhold had enough balls to like, get a schism in the middle of the fucking army there and then bitched out at the first first opportunity. Still stole Peter's bitches. And then it turned double agent and got 20,000 people killed. You gotta play the game, man. That's true. That's true. I'm glad I learned something, yeah. honestly. So that is this week's episode. Uh, you can follow the podcast, as always, on Twitter at lines underscore by. You can follow me at jcas 99 You can follow me at nickcastm1. And if you'd like to support the show in one way or another, you could donate to our Patreon, where a dollar will get you access to all of our bonus episodes uh, at patreon.com backslash lions led by donkeys and if you don't feel like doing that you could buy some merch at teespring.com backslash lions led by donkeys so until then thanks for sending us gin i will keep drinking it uh until i collapse into a crying pile of death and destruction he's gonna get into fetal position things are about to get weird well until next week guys take it easy later Hi, this is Nate Bethay, and I'm the producer of the Lions Led by Donkeys podcast. This show is brought to you by Audible, and as it just so happens, Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com forward slash donkeys and browse the selection of audio programs. Download a title for free and start listening. Once again, that's www.audibletrial.com forward slash donkeys to get started.